and everyone, welcome to our Daily Prep podcast on Friday. Uh, I hope you're all having a good week. We've got to Friday, which means, uh, well, some people might be going to the pub tonight. Um, some people might be going tomorrow. You might have had a, you might have have had a meal out by now. If you have, I hope it was tip top. Um, I'm going out tomorrow night with some friends of mine, and we're going to get fish and chips and just eat them outside, which would be nice. It's, one of my friend's birthdays so uh, I think we're bringing a bo- bottle of gin or she's bringing a bottle of gin I'm driving um, and there's a couple of other friends who live in Sherbourne which is where we're meeting and uh, gonna enjoy a bottle of gin in front of the abbey with fish and chips which will be um, very nice no doubt um, so yeah I hope that if you have managed to get out I hope you've uh, enjoyed it and it's been good um, I reckon let's pray this fine Friday Friday, Friday. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O that today you would listen to his voice, harden not your hearts as at Meribah, on that day at Massa in the wilderness, when your forebears tested me and put me to the proof, though they had seen my works. Forty years long I detested that generation and said, This people are wayward in their hearts. They do not know my ways. So so I swore in my wrath. They shall not enter into my rest. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen. And so as we rejoice in the gift of this day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. I'm carrying on to read um, the final chapter of Philippians, which we're in chapter 4, and today I'm going to read verses 1 through to 3. So Philippians 4, 1 to 3. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Euodia, and I plead with Sintic, Syntyche, sorry, Syntyche to be the to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Let's carry on with the Irresistible Revolution. All the youth used to sit in the back row of the balcony and would skip out on a Sunday morning to walk down to the convenient mart for snacks before slipping back into the balcony. I recall thinking that if God was as boring as Sunday morning, I wasn't sure I wanted anything to do with him. And I remember joking with friends that if someone had a heart attack on Sunday morning, the paramedics would have to take the pulse of half the congregation before they would find the dead person. Yes, inappropriate, but funny, and I'm not sure it was far from the truth. A solemn deadness haunted the place. I learned in confirmation classes about the fiery beginnings of the Methodist Church and its signature symbol of the cross wrapped in the flame of the Spirit. Where had the fire gone? 
I learned about John Wesley, who said that if they didn't kick him out of town after he spoke, he wondered if he had really preached the gospel. I remember Wesley's old saying, if I should die with more than ten pounds, may every man call me a liar and a thief, for he would have betrayed the gospel. Then I watched as one of the Methodist congregations I attended built a $120,000 stained glass window. Wesley would not have been happy. I stared at that window. I longed for Jesus to break out of it, to free himself, to come to rise from the dead again. Then a couple of new kids transferred to our high school and I heard a a few rumours about them. They were from a charismatic, non-denominational congregation that was much more radical than the United Methodists. They spoke in tongues and danced in the aisles. All right, I must admit, something in me was secretly fascinated. I wanted to see passion, but of course, I dared not admit my interest and join my other friends making weird looks and cult jokes. So one day in the lunchroom, I was talking with some of my Methodist friends when we saw the two new students in the cafeteria and I was commissioned, okay, dared, to go sit with them and ask them about the speaking in tongues as all my friends as all my friends looking on snickering part of it was in jest but there was another part of me that was intensely curious looking back it's amazing they even gave me the time of day but like good evangelicals they invited me with open arms to worship with them and i went i quickly grew to admire their reckless unguarded worship and i met people who lived like they believed in heaven and hell who cried and worshipped like they were actually encountering God. Before long, I ended up joining that congregation. I became a Jesus freak. I tried to convert everybody from heathens to pastors. I I organised the CU at the pole meetings at our school, where hundreds of us met at the flagpole to pray, committed to bringing prayer back into the public schools. I was passionately pro-life and anti-gay, and I tore liberals apart. I must say I'm still passionately pro-life, I just have a much more holistic sense of what it means to be for life, knowing that life does not just begin at conception and end at birth, and that if I'm going to discourage abortion I'd better be ready to adopt some babies and care for some mothers. I helped organise the local bush quail campaign, running around slapping bumper stickers on cars whether the owners wanted them or not. Nobody could stop us Jesus freaks. I went to the malls to do goofy skits and hand out religious tracts to try and save innocent shoppers from the fires of hell. To this day, I have a certain respect for these religious fanatics who stand on street corners. At least they have a sense of urgency and passion and live as if what they're saying is true. And now our common worship responses. Forsake me not, O Lord. Be not far from me, O my God. Forsake me not, O Lord. Be not far from me, O my God. Make haste to help me, O Lord of my salvation. Be not far from me, O my God. Glory to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Forsake me not, O Lord. Be not far from me, O my God. So our prayers today come from the writings of uh, David Adam. So, Father, we give thanks to you for all who labour for the coming in of your kingdom. We pray for visionaries, preachers, pastors, evangelists and carers. We pray for those who are dispirited by the greatness of the task facing them, for all who are wearied by their work, for those without human support, 
for all who work in lonely and dangerous places. Amen. We pray for all who have lost the joy and pleasure of living, for the bored, the cynical and all who are jaded with life. We remember all who are overworked and stressed. We pray for those who can't relax and enjoy life. Amen. The Lord upholds all those who fall. He lifts up those who are bowed down. And then the good and gracious God grant us all refreshment, renewal, restoration this day and forevermore. Amen. And so let's join all our prayers together by saying the words of the Lord's Prayer. And I'm going to say this in the newer version today, just for a change. So as our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Well, thank you once more for joining me today. I look forward to being with you again tomorrow, Saturday. I hope you have a jolly good evening and um, and day, I hope. Um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed the day and uh, I look forward to being with you once again tomorrow. And so may the Lord bless us and preserve us from all evil and keep us in eternal life. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you.